Welcome to the Lord's Podcast with Will Rowe. Welcome along to the latest Lord's Podcast. Coming up, we hear from England hopeful Sam Robson, catch up with Jason Gillespie and Mark Butcher as we look ahead to the first test of the summer and go down memory lane. I'm pleased to be joined by my two co-hosts for the next half hour or so. Alongside me today, we have a man who spent the last 13 years on the county circuit for Lancashire with 419 wickets and almost 4,000 runs across all formats. It's Kyle Hogg. Welcome, Kyle. How are you? Um, excellent, yeah. Great to be here. Thank you. A long couple of days in the field at the moment. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, you know, having missed the beginning of the season through injury, uh, to spend two days in the field was was a real test of, of the injury I've had. You know, we've come through it and we're in, we're in a good position for today. And we'll come on to that in just a moment, your injury and your coming back to full fitness. And um, my other co-host is the editor of the All Out Cricket magazine, Mr Phil Walker. Phil, you all right? I'm good, yeah, good morning. Nice to be at Lords. Oh, it's a joy, isn't it, every single time. And the sun is out today, unlike yesterday when it was chucking it down all day long. And Carl, just coming back to it, um, you're playing again for Lancashire, you've, you've missed the start of the season through injury, how's that been? Yeah, it's been frustrating really, I think, you know, having got the chance to play in the MCC game in the winter and do, do, um, do well in the game, I was really looking forward to the start of the season and then to get a tear in my calf two days before the season started, you know, and then to watch the lads run out and play the first game of the season, frustrating. But I think you know that's part of, of playing cricket. You can't you can't get too down on yourself, and you've got to make sure that when you do become fit, that you know you're ready and you you got to put in good performances. How has it been at Lancashire this season? Because back in Division One, and Peter Moores has gone on to England, so quite topsy turvy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been pretty month. weird actually. I think. Um, I think because it just never happens in cricket, you know. You get, a, you know, sometimes in football you can get three three managers in one season. I think you know in cricket it just never happens, does it? So all the talk, Will Moores, they get it, Willie Wong, and um, you know, as as a Lancashire player, and I can speak on behalf of the rest of the lads in the dressing room, we were desperate for him to get the um, get the job. He, he thoroughly deserved it. it. You know, in a way, he owes nothing to county cricket. He's, he's done his time. He's proved it. Um, he deserves to be on the international stage. So, you know, hopefully things work out really well for him. Um, it's a massive loss for Langshaw, obviously, but it's a good opportunity for Glenn Chapel, who's been around since forever. And Phil, there must have been plenty of chatter in the all-out cricket offices about the New England coach. Do you think they made the right decision? I think on balance, I do, yeah. Uh, it, feels, it feels like a progressive move while at the same time uh, they know what they're getting as well. Um, I don't know him especially well, but whenever we've personally had dealings with him as a magazine, he's always been a very open, enthusiastic advocate for the game and everything that it stands for. Um, for me personally, I don't think that it's, it's, a, it's a look back. I don't feel that it's, a, it's an unimaginative choice. I think overall, on balance, it's the best choice. Well, his first test match for England will be here at Lords against Sri Lanka this summer. It's on June the 12th. Mm-hmm. One player that's on everyone's lips uh, to open the batting alongside Alistair Cook may be Middlesex's Sam Robson. Uh, my colleague Will Atkins caught up with him after Middlesex had played Nottinghamshire earlier this season. Robson had just scored a ton. Will asked him if he's ready for Test cricket. This is what Robson had to say. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I'd, that's that's why everyone wants to play. You know, that's why every I imagine that's why every professional cricketer, every first-class cricketer, wants to play. You know, at the level up because. You want to test yourself and you want to see, you know, see if you're up to it. So, look, I feel in a good place. I feel like I've improved the last couple of years, and um, you know, and over the winter, you know, that was that was good for me as well. So, 
Um, yeah, look, I feel in a good place, but you know, there's there's still so much cricket. You know, the next couple of months and so much championship cricket coming up. So uh, I think you'd be foolish to look too far ahead. Sam Robson there, uh, foolish to look too far ahead. He's saying all the right things. He's obviously media trained, isn't he, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, I mean, having played with him in that MTC game, you know, it's the first time I'd met him, and the one thing that impresses you straight away is he's just just a nice block, down to earth. Obviously, works you know tremendously hard at his batting and. And you want to see people like that who who are pretty level-headed and, and succeed. Um, you know, I think if he does play Test cricket, he's definitely got he's got the batting side for it. He's got the mental side for it, and you know, good luck to him. I think it will be whether he plays this summer. Yeah, I think he'll definitely play at some stage. It's just how soon, and it's just up to him to keep churning out the runs for Middlesex. What's he like to bowl at? Um, I think he's <laughs> he's okay, really. You know, but. You know, there's two sides to that. It's like, you know, bowling at Triscothic, as, as good as players they are, if you bowl well at them, you know, they play properly. I think Robson's the same. You know, if you if you bowl well at top of off channel line all day, yeah. are you going to get him out? Are you not? But he's in there for, you know, for the day. His mindset is to bat all day. And, and that's what you need at, at test match level. You know, playing for five days, it's not about... 60s and 70s, you know, the the great test players, you get, you've got to get 150 plus and then what when your test matches. And I think he's, he's definitely capable of that. Well, talking about that, that test team that England will pick, it's the first one that Moores will pick in the new era. I'd like the two of you now to pick um, your starting England 11 for that test here against Sri Lanka <laughs> at Lords. So, well, over to you two. Well, <laughs> we, I think we've got Anderson Cook <laughs> opening, yeah? Well, he's captain. We, can, we can agree on that. <laughs> Cookie plays. Yeah, okay, fantastic. There's your scoop. Um, there's never been uh, greater interest, I, th- I think, in, in a first Test match of the summer. You know, often it's a bit of a, a bit of an anticlimax, a bit of a dry run for the main main part of the summer. But this one is a big a big Test match, and nobody nobody can agree on it. That's the beauty of it. Everybody knows that Cook plays, yeah. but after that, there's pretty much maybe with An- the exception of Anderson and Broad, if both fit. Their shoe-ins, but after that, and Bell as well, but there's only four absolute nailed-on players in that team. So shall we give it a go then? Yeah. Kyle? yeah right, you, you kick off. You kick right, off. Right, I'm going to go Cook, because he's a captain, <laughs> and the best player. Um, I'm going to go Carberry, only because I think after the winter in Australia, getting peppered for five tests, and, you know, Mitchell Johnson knocking his head off every test, and... I think he did pretty well considering yeah. the circumstances. He didn't get any standout scores, but I think he deserves a chance. No disrespect to who they're playing, but I think he deserves a chance at Lords on a flatter pitch against, you know, bowling not as quick as a Australia. Attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, I've got Bell three, Root four, Balance. Um, been scoring a lot of runs for Yorkshire. Um, probably in the mould of of Robson. You know, he, he seems pretty steady. Um, Stokes, if he's fit, you know, he's proved is is a match winner with bat and ball. I would like to see Joss in there, but <laughs> obviously from a Lancashire point of view, we want him to play for us. Moz Moz has already left us, he's already took Jimmy out of this middle sex game, so he's not having any more. So Pryor back in the team. Um Broad, Onions, I think definitely deserves a chance. You know, he's probably been the standout baller in county cricket over the last few years. Um Anderson and there's a spinner in there. I think speaking, you know, on behalf of another Langshire lad, Kerrigan. I think, you know, the the test match he played couldn't have gone any worse for him. You know, it it was just it was a you know it was it was a a 
bad few days for him. But I think he's learnt so much from it. He's he's gone away with the Lions in the winter. He's bowled well, and I think you know he'd be he'd be ready for it the second time round. Um, and I think he's he's probably the standout spinner in county cricket at the moment. So you'd put him in for this first test? Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, he doesn't really spin much at Lords, so you could probably maybe play a, another seamer. I mean, the way Finn's bowled this week, if, if Finn's fit, then you could go without a spinner and, and play Finn as someone who can break a partnership if, if nothing's happening. You know, he's, he's bowled well, and as we've seen in the past, you know, he's, when he's on song, he's probably one of the best bowlers in the world. Can we just come on to Finn briefly? Um, he, he was... Our diarist for the magazine for two years. Um, he's he's one of my favourite favourite players, and he's one of these lads that you that you get behind. That you're desperate for him to do well. He's mm-hmm. he's a top lad. He's a real talent. He's got pace as well, and we're always crying out for pace. I actually have hardly seen him bowl yet this year. I've seen the figures, and he's in classic Finney style. He's gone for three and a half, four and over, and yet he's he's incisive as well. That's what you get, and it's great to see that he's back. How did he? How did he bowl in this game, Kyle? Against yeah, he bowled well. Um, did he I bowl think, sharp. Yeah, well, quick enough. I think um, anyone who's as tall as he is and can bowl quick, you can sometimes get away with going at three and a half, four and over yeah. if you're picking up wickets. So, you know, the captain and the coach will have no problems with that. The other problem is, come to a test match, you know, the batters are better, the wickets are flatter. If you're not picking up the wickets and you're going at four and over, and then I think that's where, in the past, is that's probably why he's maybe fallen out of the team. But as he's shown, you know, you get someone that size, he's, you know, it's like how McGrath used to bowl for Australia, really. You know, he's, he can something can be, you know, the batters could look in and he can get someone out, you know, from nowhere. So mm-hmm. those people with like, you know, so-called X factor, you need them in your team. Mm-hmm. Can we try and get some consensus on your combined 11? Right, okay, well, <laughs> probably not. Well, first of all, we're, we're disagreeing, and if you look at my, my mess <laughs> of, of a team here, I've, I've gone back and forth. Yeah, I know, this is the classic. Um, I also picked a team before the season had started, it doesn't look much like the team I now have down on, on this piece of paper. Um, I've undenied about the other opener, and, and I'm, I'm going to go with Root. And the reason for it is because Root was the standout player this time last year uh, as an opening bat. He, he broke all records for Yorkshire. He was untouchable as an opener. Um, he made 180 in a Lord's Test match as an opening bat. He's, he, he looks like an opening bat. And suddenly there's been this weird kind of shift in, in, in understanding about the kind of player that he is. But, but for me... He's a perfect tempo of an opening batsman in due course. Um, and so after arming and arming and considering Robson, Robson, as you rightly say, he's going to play for England, he's going to play a lot of games for England, there's no great rush to bring in a 23-year-old lad who's still finding his way in, in the professional game. Carberry, you, you make me look like a, like a heartless man here because, <laughs> because, again, Carbs, I mean, he came up against Mitchell Johnson... And that that winter will be remembered for for decades to come. It's it's cruel of me to drop him, but he's thirty three four. Yeah, can't um, help thinking that that Root is 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 tomorrow's player. Yeah, so Root comes in. I'd just like to interrupt you there and bring a, a fourth voice into the podcast, Jason Gillespie. We asked him where he thinks. <clears throat> Excuse me, Joe Root should bat for England, and this is what he had to say. I think whatever position they decide, he will be success at. I think the key is that they've just got to actually decide what the best position for him is and give him a good long run, whether that's opener, three, four, five, six, whatever. Um, 
I think just give him a run and, and give him a good run and stop chopping and changing his, um, you know, the position in the batting order because uh, you know that, that certainly hasn't helped him. Um, you know, and so my, my preference, I don't have a preference where he bats uh, per se. I just want him to bat in one position and uh, and be given a good long run at it. Classic dizzy response, so a classic Australian response, just just no nonsense. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Straight away, listen, just get it sorted out. Put him in there and give him 20 test matches. I like that. I like that idea. But then at Yorkshire, he's batted at, he's opened this season. He's batted at five for Yorkshire. I think he's also batted at four. So well, what was interesting is that he came out and said, "I want to bat four. You know, I, I see myself as a four. Suddenly, he would never have said that 12 months ago. But I think the winter, it's such a, such a schizophrenic winter for England that it's it's spooked a lot of players' minds. They don't recognise what they are anymore. Root for me is an opener. That said. Let's go with Carberry because because right. the heart we'll always Carberry. wins out over the head. We'll love Carberry. Carbs is in. Two. Root's definitely going to play anyway. <laughs> and, and you, you have Root in the middle order, don't you? you well, have Root. I, I, yeah. Yeah. So who's at three then? Well, Bell is now batting four for you for Warwickshire. Uh, he's now comfortable at four. He's probably the best player in England. It's the gun position. Um, yeah. It's where he wants to bat. I would leave Bell at four myself. You have him at three. Well, I think you'll get runs it anywhere. Or Bell, one or, mm-hmm. either or, three or four. Okay, so should we put Bell at three? Yeah. Bell at three then. We're just picking your teammate. <laughs> I think you look at all the best teams around the world, you know, Pomp, you know, all the best players fronted up and batted three. Mm-hmm. Took the game mm-hmm. by the scuffle of that. Now, the bloke I had at three is, is Maui Nally, right? Who, and you will know it yourself, for yeah. the last three or four years, he's, he's been one of the gun county cricketers. Yeah. Um, he does things with a little bit of class and style. Uh, he can field, and crucially, he can bowl. Now, you've got your boy Simon Simon yeah. Perrigan down there. Yeah. Um, pound for pound, he's the best spinner in the country. I mm. think I think most people recognise that. And if we leave the blip, yeah. the, the infamous blip at the yeah. Oval alone, uh, his record bears that out. The question is up here. You know, early June, Lords, as you said earlier, yeah. is it going to spin? For me personally, I would I'd bring Kerrigan into the squad, but I, I would I would probably leave him on the bench unless the, the weather's unusual for that time of year. And I would bring Moeen in to do that role, to, to be the fifth bowler, yeah. the, the partnership breaker, the spinner. All right, you've convinced me. So Moeen at yeah. four. Right, wow. And then that will put Root at five. <clears throat> I think, I think Ru- Rusey plays, isn't he? We all yeah, know we've agreed on that. He's the blue-eyed boy. Six would be Stokes. You both agreed on that? <coughs> well, all being well, Stokes Stokes obviously plays in the 11. Everybody knows that. Uh, he may well not be fit, but even if he is, for me, having brought in Moeen at four, I would play Stokes at seven, playing the extra batsman. Now, that then means that you can play still play your four seamers, 
and mowing does your does your spin work. All right, so so. The, the question is, and Will, you have the casting vote here. <laughs> well, yeah, are, are, we, are, are you picking Kerrigan? Are you picking Kerrigan in your eleven, or are you leaving him on the bench, which enables you to either play an extra bowler or an extra batsman? Well, so you meant to be your combined eleven. <laughs> um, I'm going to put Stokes at six. All right, Stokes at six, fine. <laughs> then we'll have Pryor at seven. Yeah. Does Lancashire need Josh Butler? He's <laughs> <laughs> a decent reason. Yeah, uh, Pryor's proven, isn't he? Yeah, and. And that little break is probably probably going to do him some good. He's, he's come back well for Sussex. The other name just to throw in there is Keysvetter, who I think is, a, yeah. is an excellent cricketer and a misunderstood cricketer. He's, he averages 40 in both forms of the game. Um, he's made some match-winning fourth-day hundreds for, for Somerset. He's actually a very good first-class cricketer, and I think he's been kind of slightly pigeonholed as a, as a pyjamas cricketer. I think he's a lot more than that. So at the minute, for sure, prior and long-term Butler, but Keysvetter's another name that needs to be thrown in there for me. Okay, then we've got Broad at eight. I think we're both in agreement yep. on that. At nine, you've got... Don't look at my sheet. My sheet well, is a mess. Yeah. You've got loads of players on your well, own. <laughs> Anderson and Onions bring up the rear yeah, 10 and 11 no, for yeah. me. Okay, that's fine. So we've got number nine is floating. Yeah, so this is it. This is the question. Well, are we playing an extra... Spinner, are we playing Kerrigan or yeah. an extra batsman? For me, early June. Early June, I think you need runs on the board. Uh, Sri Lanka's... Bowlers are not especially strong. Their batting, their batting is obviously their stronger point. Maybe, maybe the extra bowler at this stage might, might be useful. Let's let's throw Finney in there. I had him in my thirteen. I had him down here at twelve. Let's let's throw Finney in there. Yeah. Lovely, Steve. Not Finn. at nine though, Steve. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's <laughs> ended up at nine. It's, it's, a, it's a slightly longish title to be yeah. fair, but uh, but that's a strong side. So let's run through it. Yep, so you've got Alistair Cook opening and captain, Carberry at two, Ian Bell three, Moen Ali four, Joe Root at five, Ben Stokes six, Pryor seven, Broad eight, Finn at nine, Anderson at ten and Graham Onions at eleven. Uh, that'll all be up on the Lord's website for you to check Blimey. against other people's teams. Right. So we'll and see. of course, of course Balance, is, is Balance and Morgan are the oh, two yeah. names that we haven't yet mentioned. Gary Balance. Um, um, Balance has started on fire, He's, he averages 50 plus in... In first class cricket, he will be in the mix. I think he'll certainly be in the squad at least. And Morgan, time he runs as well here. Yeah, yeah. I think they were saying it was his first hundred since two thousand and nine. Yeah. So I think you know for him now is to get hundred in the next game, or you know to make sure that people are seeing that he can score hundreds, churn them out, which mm-hmm. is you know what the likes of Bell, Moen, Root. You know, once they get on a roll, they sort of start piling on the runs, and I think. If Morgan does that, he's got a very good chance of playing in the test matches. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. He's in our in our magazine, this current issue, and, and he asserts that one-day international runs should count for a lot more than first-class county runs because they, they come against world-class attacks in a different atmosphere, a, a heightened pressure cooker situation. It's an interesting one. It's, it's a tricky one. And, it, and naturally, Mike, Mike he would be interviewed him, didn't he? Mike Jakeman interviewed him for That's a lot right, of yeah. What yeah. was... How did he find Morgan? Well, I, I sat in on it, uh, and we did it here at Lords. Um, Morgan's a brilliant talker. He's a very expansive and smart bloke, uh, quite articulate fella, and he's clearly captaincy material. Not, you know, obviously he's been given the one-day job here at Middlesex. Um, England see him as uh, not just a fantasy player at five or six potentially, but also as captaincy material down the line. 
Um, and he talks a very good game. He's very, very balanced and, and, and kind of controlled in his ideas, you know. And you can see that on the pitch, can't you? I mean, he's a very clear thinker. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, he's, he's just level-headed. So, mm. that, I mean, that's probably why he gets runs in all situations, especially, yeah. in, you know, the, the pressure of one day of 2020 cricket. He's, he always looks like nothing worries him. And yeah. that's what, if you go up to test cricket, I think that's an even higher level of one day international cricket. And, and the people who succeed are the ones who mentally are probably better than the rest. Uh-huh. Just for you, Kyle, Morgan or Balance, if we were to have played the extra batsman in this? Or, or neither. Well, I, I think going off runs and averages, I'd say balance. Right. You know, he's, I think Morgan's a world-class player, but I think balance is, is more suited to the longer form of the game. You know, he, he churns runs out for Yorkshire. And, and you've just, you know, to me, I just look at people who put runs on the board. It's Sometimes it's not how you look, it's the number next to your name. Yeah. Well, we'll find out soon enough. It's less than a month to that first test here at Lords. First test of the summer, it's England versus Sri Lanka. Um, there's still tickets available for that. You can just go to the ticket website. That's tickets.lords.org. Uh, there's tickets available for days one and four. There's also a few tickets still available on day five for the India test. And the ODI against Sri Lanka this month is all but sold out. There's a few tickets up in the upper grandstand. Uh, also this month, we've got the MCC women v. the rest of the world women's match. Uh, Phil, I know at All Out Cricket you, you cover the women's game quite extensively. Yeah, um, and, and what a great uh, release last week by, by the ECB in regards to professional contracts for the women's game. Um, it now puts the top 20 or so women cricketers in this country on a, on a wage comparable to that of, of a decent county pro. Uh, it makes the appeal of the women's game for young girls coming out, coming through and playing the game so much more appealing. It keeps established players in the game past the age of 25, 26. Uh, the, the women's game has never been in a better position in terms of recognition, in terms of remuneration, um, and in terms of quality as well. Yeah, I saw a one-dayer up here last, last summer, England-Australia, and it was just a top-class game of cricket. No, no time anymore to be kind of patronising or to pat them on the back. Well done, girls. No, that, that, that era is gone. I mean, the game is now a quality game of sport, and, and this is what you see time and time again. For Charlotte and the girls, it's great. Absolutely great. History and cricket with the Lords podcast. Now, Mark Butcher has twice has his name etched onto the famous Lords honours boards. The former England batsman has scored two centuries here, one against Sri Lanka in 2002 and the other against Zimbabwe a year later. But when chatting to Butcher earlier this month, he didn't seem that fussed about the hundreds, but more about the behaviour of his captain, Nasser Hussain, during Zimbabwe's final innings in the 2003 test. I took four wickets in an innings in, in, I don't know whether it was the first or second, it was probably the second innings of that test match. Um, and I was bowling when Zimbabwe were nine down um, and on the brink of losing the game. I had four slips in a gully. Nasser was at third slip, I think, and, he, and number 11 run up, bowled him an outswing and nicked it. Nasser almost threw it on the floor on purpose because I think he knew that I would have been the only other person other than Ian Botham to be on both five wickets and a, and a hundred in a test match at Laws in the, in the home dressing room. And I think he was damned if he was going to allow me to be up there. <laughs> That's, I, I, reckon, I still to this day believe he dropped it on purpose. Mark Butcher there uh, talking about a sneaky Nasser Hussain. Um, that kind of stuff doesn't go on, does it, Kyle? No, I don't think so. <laughs> not, not to my knowledge. Um, it's one of them, isn't it? You know, the, the batters are always, you know, for him to get a five for 
and get on the board is probably more prestigious than getting a hundred because you know that's what he gets paid to do. Um, you know whether he drops it on purpose or not is is probably another story. But you know to, if if you're following in Botham's footsteps, you must be doing something right. Never in doubt. <laughs> Nasser's grass that one. Never yeah. in doubt. Never in doubt. Um, Carl, I'd like to come and talk to you specifically about the honours boards. As a as a player, you you must feel the history of the ground when you come to Lords. Yeah, definitely. I think a few of us have said this week that it doesn't feel right playing on it. It's like, you know, we're playing in someone's back garden and someone's going to run out and shout at you, you know, <laughs> say like, what are you doing in here? You shouldn't be in here. You know, it should be like Wembley to me, this, you know, just for international cricket, you know, playing county cricket doesn't doesn't seem right, but just everything about it, you know, um, there's no one here today, but it's just so special walking through the gate, up the stairs, as you say, past the, the big paintings of Vic Richards, um, you know, you've got pictures of Sobers, um, in the dressing room you've got the honours board and then, you know, when you're finally feeling or batting, you know, to walk down through the long room, um, past all these people in, in the multicoloured um, blazers, they don't know who you are, but it's it's just a great feeling, um, you know, and to be out there is, is great. And you've got a, <clears throat> excuse me, a special family connection with this ground because your grandfather, Sonny Ramadin, was part of that West Indies team to win their first Test match here at Lords in 1950. First Test match win in England. Yeah, and um, you know I think speaking to my granddad, that was the first time he'd left Trinidad. Um, you know he was raised in a in a rice field by his grandparents. Um, obviously, just bowled bowled a bit, and I think if I'm right, I might might be wrong, but I'm sure he'd only played like one or two games for Trinidad, and then all of a sudden he was playing in England, he'd never left Trinidad, um, and then playing at Lords, you know, for, for a lot of those guys in, in the West Indies in that era, just to get out of the country was probably just an achievement, and then, you know, to be part of a West Indies winning team in England is just, you know, he, he still smiles about it today, and and, and he'll, um, you know, some great players in that team, um, and it's something that he'll probably remember forever, and, and once your name's up on the board, no one's taking that away from you. Absolutely, he took he took eleven wickets in that match, didn't he? So yeah. he must be pretty proud when you walk in. And oh see yeah, it there. yeah. I mean, it's just I think because I've grown up with you know knowing what he's done in cricket and stuff. Um, but he's such a quiet person. He, he's he's never he'd never talk about getting a five foot lords unless you mentioned it to him. You know. Yeah. I think about two years ago, they had a statue made of him in Trinidad, where he's from, and he wouldn't go to the opening of it because he was just like, he just didn't want all the fuss about him. So I was like, you know, like, not many people can say they've got a statue of them in the home village where they're from, and he's, but that's him, you know, he's just dead quiet, laid back, and, you know, his cricket has been, you know, since that 1950s tour, he absolutely moved to England, and he's never, never really been back. And Phil, it was a special, Special moment in cricket, that 1950s Test Series, where the West Indies won their first Test Series. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, and of course, uh, Lord Kitchener, the great Calypso singer, was here and performed an impromptu Calypso tune on the outfield. Uh, one of the tunes was about your granddad as well. I don't know if you've yeah, ever heard it. Yeah, Brandon and Valentine. I've even That's seen the video of it. <laughs> yeah, it's classic. So it was, it was a great moment, great moment post-war as well, you know, and the Windrush era, it was, it was significant not just for cricket, but also for British life as well. It's enormous, really. Well, yeah, absolutely very special and a great achievement to get on the, the Lord's Honours boards and 
we've got a series online about it, videos of players that have managed to achieve that feat. And there's obviously a couple of notable exceptions. But um, to finish off the Lord's podcast today, I'd like to do the Lord's podcast bicentenary quiz, um, oh, wow. which is <laughs> it's not here to catch you out, but you are very much playing against each other. So, uh, Kyle, you can go first, and Phil, you can go second. It's a bit embarrassing. Um, <laughs> the object of the quiz is purely, I give you one cricketing name and one non-cricketing name right. from popular culture, and you have to guess who is older Oh, that's okay. simple. So, nice. Carl, you go first. Who is older, Noel Gallagher or Michael Atherton? Noel Gallagher. I'd go Noel as well. Well, you're both correct. Both both 46 years old, but um, yeah. very close on that one. Who's older? Uh, Phil, you can go first on this one. Winston Churchill or Jack Hobbs? You mean who was born first? Who was born first? Sorry, yeah, because they're both <laughs> uh, Oh... I'm gonna go with with Jack. Just I'll go with Winston Churchill. Yeah, well done, Kyle. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a two-one lead. Three to play. Who's older, um, Kyle? You go first. This one, Keith Richards or Clive Lloyd? <laughs> oh God! Um, I'm gonna go with Clive. Got to be Clive. No, it's got. Aaron is Keith. Just Keith would have would have been born 1940 odd, I reckon. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Keith. Phil, it's, um, you square it two all now. It's, yeah, it's oh, just it's just a on. year in it. Keith Richards is seventy. Clive Lloyd sixty nine. Yeah. Right, two more two to go. Greatest men who ever walked the earth. Those two. Everything to play for. Um, Phil, you can go first on this one. Pippa Middleton or Alistair Cook? Oh, I don't know. Pippa Middleton's Alex Loudon's ex-missus. Isn't she? Yeah, that'd be a good couple. Um, I don't know, um, Pippa. Pippa is younger than Ali. There we go. I'll go with Cook. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying, who's saying? So, so, so Cook's the older. Cook's the older. Um, I'll say Pippa Middleton's the older. Yeah, Pippa Middleton's older by one year. Is she? Oh, yeah. Right. So 3 2 to Kyle. Well done. We've never, had a, we've, never, we've never had a tie in this, so <clears throat> going right the, down to the wire. The tension is unbearable. Yeah, well, it is unbearable. Um, Right, Hollywood actress Angelina Jolie or former England captain Michael Vaughan? Kyle, you can go first on this one. Angelina Jolie. Michael Vaughan. Oh, we've got a tie. <laughs> Three all. Oh, Absolute thriller. Michael Vaughan <laughs> is um, he's just a year older than Angelina Jolie. So there you go. Is he now? There you go. The first so, so what do we do? It's tiebreaker. What do we do? That's it, I've got no more. What? Oh, it's it's no. cricket, spirit well, of the top game. Of your head. Top of your head. Top of my head. Um, a cricket alert. Kyle right? Hogg or Phil Walker? At. Oh, age. Yeah. Oh, look at the greys there, Kyle, look at the greys. But then you've been what's, playing for 13 what's, years. What's 13 years of pro. I, I was, what's I was surprised by that. Well, well anyway, we'll I, we'll I, I'm, I'm definitely older. I, th- I think that's probably the case. But anyway, <laughs> well played both. Uh, Kyle, what have you got coming up in the next... Few months you got the T20 blast kicking off. Yeah, T20. Um, yeah, that starts on Friday night at Nottinghamshire. Um, so that'll be playing every Friday night at Old Trafford with the four days starting on the Sunday. Um, trying to make a big Manchester theme for our home game. So we're getting you know local XFM DJs in, playing all the Oasis, Stone Roses. You know, getting the crowd going. Yeah, great. And then hopefully it'll kick off 
and well, not kick off, but <laughs> you never know. They <laughs> <laughs> might do. Touch and go. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that would be good. <laughs> and Phil, what, what's coming up in all-out cricket? You've obviously got a lot of cricket to cover over the summer. Yeah, yeah, uh, a hell of a lot. Uh, we're interviewing um, Balance and Stokes together uh, for our issue but one, and Ali Cook is our main lead-off interview for the upcoming issue, which is out in about two and a half weeks from now. Uh, we spoke to him at the Oval um, and got some pictures done with him, uh, interesting as ever. Uh, and of course, this is one of the, one of the big summers, one of the, the key summers in England's story. Well, thank you very much for coming in, uh, Carl. really appreciate you taking the time off when you're meant to be training in about yeah. five minutes' time on the nursery ground. So thank you very much. Um, thanks for popping down That's uh, a pleasure. From, from the Oval way. Uh, yep. I should mention that on the podcast, but there we go. Uh, many thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll be back next month with more cricketing stories from Lords. So remember to follow us on Twitter, our handles at Home of Cricket. Be our friend on Facebook, and for all the latest news from Lords, just go to lords.org. See you soon.